0: In today's episode of the Optimal CEO Podcast, I'll be pulling back the curtain on the diet industry and sharing with you how they are fleecing you with their programs, quote-unquote, and causing you to have worse health, not better health, and potentially putting your life at risk. If you've ever been told to count points, you won't want to miss this episode. So stay tuned to find out how you can arm yourself with the correct knowledge and get the help you need. Here at the Optimal CEO Podcast, we help CEO entrepreneurs who love taking ownership of their wellness journey because they know it's their most prized investment. And when their state of wellness is at its peak, their income soars. We want to help relieve CEO entrepreneurs from the pressure of unnecessary health exposure so they can be highly focused on growing their business and Physically optimized for the journey so they can enjoy getting there. I'm Dr. Brian Brown, and I'd like to personally welcome you to today's podcast episode. Thank you for joining me. So how is the diet industry putting your life at risk? Over the years, I've worked with countless clients who've been to diet clinics to lose weight. They've tried everything from amphetamines to HCG injections to counting points. Regardless of which one you choose, which category you fall under, most of these methods leave you nutritionally depleted and struggling with health. Many of these methods force a person not to eat at all, such as with amphetamines or HCG diet. And when you do that, you force a person to actually destroy their metabolism I've worked with countless patients who've fallen into this category where they've done these off-the-wall amphetamine diets or HCG diets, and where they're relegated to fewer calories than their body actually needs per day in order to survive, and they lose weight. They lose a lot of weight. When we test their metabolism after they come off these diet programs, they actually have horrible resting metabolic rate, and you do this through a respiratory test. Their resting metabolic rates are horrible and we actually have to work with them sometimes one, two years in order to get their, their metabolic rate back to a healthy state. I think one of the reasons this happens is, is when you starve a person of calories, you actually starve them of the protein that they need, so their body has to have protein in order to survive, so it turns on the only protein it has, and that's their muscle. The unfortunate thing is, is that when it turns on muscle It turns on not just skeletal muscle, uh, the muscle wrapped around your bones. It turns on one of the hardest working muscles in your body, and that's your heart. So we'll see cardiac issues with these particular patients as well. The diet industry doesn't like you to know that, but that's just the hard facts. When we force a person to count points and give them this legal ease to eat whatever they want, their cholesterol in many cases gets out of whack. I've seen people come in that had horrible lab work, liver enzymes will be elevated, triglyceride cholesterol particles will be elevated, total cholesterol will be elevated, low-density lipoprotein, or LDL, which is your L stands for lousy, H stands for happy, so HDLs are good cholesterol, LDL is your lousy or your bad cholesterol. They'll be, uh, the HDL will be low, the LDL will be high, and they'll be insulin resistant. So what is it about counting points that makes sense? To me, it doesn't make any sense. I'll have a new client come into the clinic, and when we check their lab work, sure, they've lost weight, but in many cases, they're worse off than they were, because they'll. Uh, I'll ask them and say, well, did you have a physical done last year? Oh, yeah, I had one done nine months ago. So did they draw lab work? Oh, sure, I can pull it up on my phone and show you. So I look at it before they started these diet plans and their cholesterol numbers, their markers of insulin resistance are actually worse now than they were before they started the diet and lost the weight. So why is this? Well, I think it boils down to misinformation. Focusing on one symptom, in other words, weight gain, or focusing on one goal, in other words, weight loss, and they do this all for the sake of a quick buck. So when diet centers pop up and they're focusing on a symptom of weight gain and a goal of weight loss, the focus is not on the client. It's not in the best interest of the client. It's in the best interest of the owners of those businesses. So let me get on my soapbox for a minute, or I guess I better ask permission. Do I have your permission to get on my soapbox for a minute? I hope it's okay because this is something that really gets under my skin. The food industry as we know it is messed up. And the diet industry is even worse. Here's something that I hear from clients all the time. The weight loss plan I'm doing says all I have to do is count points and I can eat anything I want as long as I stay under my points for the day. Or I'm doing this amphetamine diet program and I eat so little I can just eat whatever I want. You can eat whatever you want, really? The stories of what people eat at least on my side of the desk when I'm in my consultation with clients, is unbelievable. I hear stories like, I'll ask people, I don't go into, it's very difficult for people to recall what they've been eating on a regular basis. So I do a 24-hour review. Let's say a patient is seeing me in the mid-morning, 10 a.m. And I'll say, okay, tell me what you had for breakfast this morning. And they'll tell me and I'll write that down and I'll say, what did you eat for supper last night, yesterday evening? And I'm going backwards in time and they'll tell me what they ate for supper and I'll say, well, did you have a snack before bed? Yes, no. And I'll document that. And uh, I'll say, did you have an afternoon snack between supper and lunch? Yes. And I'll document that. Or no, if they didn't. And then I'll ask them what they had for lunch. So I've got a 24-hour picture of pretty much what a person does because we're all creatures of habit and we pretty well always eat the same way. And then I'll ask them, okay, what did you drink in that 24-hour period? Did you drink mostly sodas or coffee or tea or milk or water or, or Crystal Light or a sugary drinks uh, like Kool-Aid and things like that? So they'll tell me what they've done. And I'm kind of getting an assessment in my head of the calories. But you would not believe some of the things I've heard people eat when they're counting points. They'll say things like, Well, I didn't eat anything for breakfast and I I ate a salad, a 99 cent salad from a local fast food restaurant. And it'll, I mean, those 99 cent salads are nothing. There's no nutritional value there. There's a ton of fat and a lot of trans fats, even. And it's just horrible for you. That's what they ate for lunch. And then they'll say, And because I saved up my points, I actually had three pieces of key lime pie. And when they tell me these things, I literally have to pick my chin up off my desk. I cannot hide the look of shock when somebody tells me something like that. I've heard things like, well, I had a can of corn last night and a dinner roll and a little piece of deli meat from the refrigerator, the kinds in the packs that you peel open the top and you just, they're kind of curled up in there and you just kind of pull them out. Yeah, that's what I had like two pieces of that, a can of corn, and a dinner roll. Okay. Well, what did you eat for lunch? Well, I had a small hamburger, but I counted my points and I was allowed to have that. And I'm flabbergasted. I'm blown away at the things I hear because people are counting points. I got to be honest with you. This type of thinking is having a disastrous effect on our health and the health of my clients, it creates a condition that has been actually documented in the medical literature called TOFI. It's an acronym. It's T-O hyphen F-I. It's pronounced TOFI. And what it means is thin on the outside, fat on the inside. That's exactly what I described earlier when I said patients would come into me and they've lost weight. So they're thinner or they're in a place where they, oh, I don't need to lose any more weight. And their lab work actually looks worse now than it did before they lost the weight. We don't need to be promoting these types of diets. We don't need to be promoting this type of care. It's one of the worst things we can see uh, do for people. I call these people thin but fluffy, and a lot of times they're fluffy on the outside. If you grab hold of their arm on their bicep area, tricep area, they're they're really fluffy on the back part. And and there are, surely there are people that have lost hundred or more pounds and they're going to have loose skin. That's a totally different issue. But the bottom line is, is when we lose muscle mass, fat doesn't go anywhere. And if we're depriving ourselves of the nutritional things that we need in our diet, our body is going to turn to sources inside our own body to pull from that. And a lot of times it's not pulling from fat because we're eating so many carbs and so much fat in these weird, crazy point counting diets that it'll literally turn on its own protein because uh, we're not getting putting enough protein in our system. So what's a person to do? Well, the first thing you need to know is there's hope. Don't throw in the towel just yet. Your case when it comes to the diet industry, when it comes to weight loss is unique. You have unique needs, and you need to know that. And those needs require a unique solution. So what was my epiphany? Well, my journey, as I said, I was formerly 390 pounds. I've gone the amphetamine route. I've done HCG dieting. I've done the cabbage soup diet. That was the craziest diet I ever did. I've counted points. I've been down that road as well. I've done pre-prepared, highly processed meals that you buy in the freezer section. I've done pre-prepared, highly processed meals that you have shipped to your door. You name it, I've tried it. And the very thing that helped me was getting over this mindset that weight loss was complicated. Weight loss is complex, but it is not complicated. So what's the solution? Well, I want to leave you with some things today that you can do right away to start getting on track. First off, you have to change your mindset about weight loss. You have to focus on body composition. What do I mean by that? Well, focusing on body composition instead of a number on a scale is the recipe for success. There are two ways you can lose weight. You can lose fat or you can lose lean muscle. Most of these diets that I described that I did, amphetamines, HCG, cabbage soup diet, counting points, pre-prepared meals, they're all very rich in carbohydrates, very low in protein, and I lost lean muscle mass. I did lose a little bit of fat, but I lost lean muscle mass as well. It destroyed my metabolism. And when I come off those diets, because they're truly diets, they're not a lifestyle change. When I come off those diets, I gain more weight than actually what I'd lost in the first place or was trying to lose in the first place. So I told you earlier about having clients come in that have been on these special diets. And I lose use the word diet loosely. They've been on these special diets. And we test their resting metabolic rate and their resting metabolic rates are horrible. They're rock bottom low. They've destroyed their metabolism by doing these crazy diets. And then clients, a lot of times when I do start working with them and we're doing metabolism repair, they get frustrated because, quote unquote, the scales aren't moving. I hear that all the time. I answer at least two to three messages per week just in the private messaging portal. Because a patient is frustrated because the scales aren't moving. And in many cases, these are patients or clients that I've been working with for about four to six weeks. And I'm like, weight loss is not a fast, rapid journey. We're so inundated with what I call a microwave mentality. Put something in a microwave 30 seconds later, poof, you've got instant whatever it is you want. And we think that happens with health. We think that we can magically take this magic pill or this magic diet and this magic prescription Or this plan and then poof, within a short order of time, four to six weeks, we've got this amazing body that looks like a supermodel and we're ready to be on the beach in two weeks. And it just doesn't happen. What I'm more concerned with is that when the patient calls and they tell me the scales aren't moving and I ask them, what are your pants sizes doing? What are your shirt sizes doing? What are your dress sizes doing? And if they tell me that that's not changing, then we've got a problem. That's something to pay attention to. But in many, many cases, uh, these clients that get frustrated, they'll tell you, oh, yeah, the scales aren't moving. It's really frustrating me. What do I need to do? And then when I ask them, they've dropped three sizes, whether male or female. That's huge to drop three sizes like that. So let me tell you a story about where I am with body composition in relationship to body composition mattering more than weight on scales. The last time I was in the pant size that I'm in now, I was 25 pounds lighter. So I weigh more now than I the last time I was in these pants. And that doesn't make sense. That should do a number on anybody's head. Now, I do weigh. I don't obsess about it. I don't weigh every day. But I use how my clothes feel as the best measure of of what my success is like. And you need to know that when you're measuring body composition, all calories are not. Hear me, hear when I want to say this. All calories are not created equal. Quality of calories is key. Eat the right quality of food and the quantity, not the calories, usually will increase. And that's a principle I try to teach to all of my clients because they, you've got to wrap your head around the fact that I need quality food and the quantity will usually follow because you're bulking up. You're actually eating more bulk in your diet. And I'm not talking about grains uh, and that type of bulk. I'm talking about green vegetables. And if I have a client that tells me that, well, I just don't like green vegetables. I can't eat green vegetables. You know what? I used to be in that same boat and you can learn to eat anything and develop a taste for things over time our taste buds get so saturated, polysaturated with fake artificial processed foods and the chemicals that are in those foods that we lose our taste for the good quality stuff. You've got to break the habit, get off the processed food, start eating quality food, force yourself to eat it. If you're not throwing up with it, I got to be honest with you and I know this is harsh, but if it's not causing you to be just deathly ill, like you're having an allergic reaction and you're vomiting, then you need to eat it. I don't care if it's one piece of broccoli and move on to the next thing, and the next time you do two pieces of broccoli and the next time you do three pieces of broccoli, whatever the case may be, force yourself to start eating. You have to almost do yourself uh, treat yourself like you would a small child because Like I said, the taste buds have been so hypersaturated and trained to not want something that's natural that we have to retrain those taste buds to crave those things. So the challenge is this, every medical provider and weight loss clinic from Hilo, Hawaii to South Beach, Miami will convince you the measure of success when it comes to your weight loss is lower numbers on a scale. Nothing could be further from the truth. Sure, they may take your measurements, but they will emphasize weight loss every single time. That's just what commercial weight loss programs do. They have programmed you and me to believe that weight loss, numbers on a scale going down, is the only way to measure your success. And it may be one measure, and I will agree that it is one measure, but it is not the be-all, end-all, solo measure for your success. So what's the solution to this challenge? Well, remember, weight loss might be complex, but it's not complicated. If you want a way to stay on track with your right mindset, throw away your scales. Well, maybe that's going overboard. Maybe don't throw them away. Just pack them up in a box. And I literally mean do this. Put them in a box. Put them in a safe place up in the attic, so you're, or in the garage, so you're not tempted to go out there in the morning when you're butt naked and you just stepped out of the shower. <laughs> so put them where they're not easily accessible, and use what I call the clothesometer technique. The clothesometer technique: set a goal not to lose a certain amount of weight, but to lose a certain amount of pants, dress, or shirt sizes. That's what the close meter technique is. So in other words, what you want to do is you want to find that pair of jeans, that shirt, that dress, whatever the case may be, uh, the shorts, I don't care what it is, swimming suit, it doesn't matter. Pick that one article of clothing that you just absolutely want to rock when you walk outside, but you're so embarrassed to wear it right now because it's too tight in all the wrong places. And those of you guys who struggle with this, you know what I'm talking about. Or you can't pull those pants up past your hip bones. You know what I'm talking about too if you struggled with that. If you can find that article of closing that you absolutely want to get into and rock it when you walk outside, that's your close meter So once a week, only once a week, I want you to try to put them on. And your measure of success will be this. If the first time you tried it on, you couldn't get them up past mid-thigh. And the second or third time you tried them on, you could actually get them up onto your butt, that's a huge success. I don't care if they don't zip or don't button. If you can actually get them up, that means you're losing inches. That means you're making headway when you can actually button those things and uh, zip them and then button and zip them without having to suck in everything and then button and zip them without having to suck in everything and then feeling really, really comfortable in them, but not quite comfortable enough to wear out. And then the next time you try them on or the next two or three times you try them on, then you go, oh, yeah. You look in the mirror and you say that I can wear that out and I'm going to rock that. But that is your close meter. So that is an easy solution that I try to teach patients all the time. as one of the easiest ways to measure success other than the scales that we've been programmed to believe are the only way to measure our success. So what does this all mean for you? Well, in simple terms, it means you'll begin to change your body composition. Weight loss will only be one measure of your success. Once you've achieved your goals and can fit into the clothes you've been wanting to fit into for quite some time, your pride will go up, your self-esteem will go up, and your confidence will soar. Now, I'm passionate about Helping CEO entrepreneurs perform at the top of their game so they don't have to worry about sneaky pitfalls in their health that will slow them down later on. It's all about helping them feel better so they can impact more lives with their business. If you've been struggling with weight gain, you've lost faith in the medical system, the diet clinics, you've lost faith in the diet clinics and and weight loss clinics and you want to finally get some answers for how you can get the weight off and lose inches once and for all, my inbox is always open. I'd love to hear from you so we can book a free 15-minute strategy session to explore whether genetic testing for metabolism and weight management or some other technique is right for you. You can message me on Instagram or Facebook at any time at the optimal CEO. I have the same handle for both places. Again, you can message me on Instagram or Facebook anytime at the optimal CEO. I'd like to thank you for joining me today. Please tune in next time where I'll be sharing with you my number one secret about your sleep that often gets overlooked and what you can do about it. Until next time, this is Dr. Brian Brown, The Optimal CEO, signing off, and I hope you have an optimal day. Here at The Optimal CEO Podcast, we help CEO entrepreneurs who love taking ownership of their wellness journey because they know it's their most prized investment. And when their state of wellness is at its peak, their income soars. We want to help relieve CEO entrepreneurs from the pressure of unnecessary health exposure so they can be highly focused on growing their business and physically optimized for the journey so they can enjoy getting there.